welcome into the Checkerboard Chat. I am your co-sports editor, Ryan Cruz. Uh, co-sports editor, Ryan Schumper, is not able to make it today. But today we're going to talk about the Vols, uh, the Lady Vols, and some other uh, sports that are going on here in the, during this spring semester. But first off, we're talking about the Vols. Uh, they, they've had two big games uh, since we've last talked, starting with Kansas. Uh, Kansas is always going to be one of the toughest teams you're going to face in college basketball. They're a great historical program. And uh, this year's team was no no different. Uh, even with the suspensions coming down uh, with D'Souza and uh, McCormick uh, following the brawl at the end of the Kansas-Kansas State game. Uh, you know, of course, Tennessee did not get the win. Uh, but Rick Barnes was definitely pleased with his team's play. Uh, he spoke before the game about how this is, you know, how they've built this tough schedule. But because they want to challenge their players. and But he acknowledged that this type of schedule is not built for the amount of minutes that the freshmen have played up to this point. Uh, but outside of the freshmen, the top guys have been playing pretty well, uh, especially the surprise – I wouldn't say surprise, but the uh, come improvement, the most improved player, I would say, uh, this year has been John Fulkerson. You know, Fulke – Last year was probably considered the eighth man on the roster. Uh, and But definitely in the past couple games, uh, but even the season has probably been one of, if not the best player on the team. And he's definitely stepped up uh, following, the, following uh, the graduation and declare, declarement to the draft of uh, Schofield and Grand and Bone. And... Uh, you know, even Rick Barnes talked about, uh, you know, Fulkerson's play after the game. You know, we knew – this is his quote. We knew we were going into the game that we are going to go head up on Azabuke and we were going to get him the ball and make him go at him. He did a fantabulous job. He really did, end quote. You know, Fulkerson, he plays the game with a lot of intensity. Uh, and also Coach Barnes talked about how he he's gotten to the point where he knows his mistakes – uh, and he said that's you know that's a big you know that's a big deal. You got to know what you're what you're doing wrong to be able to fix that. Uh, another big player uh, for the balls has been Pons. You know, Pons has filled really well into that second spot. Uh, especially been big at blocks this year uh, since coming back from the new semester. He's had 25 blocks in the pat in those eight games, and has had at least one block every single game this year. Uh, a bit of a question mark at the top of the roster, I'd probably say, is Jordan Bowden. Uh, he can play really well if he has things going right. But as you saw in the first half of the Kansas game, he didn't score a single point. Uh, now, Gray may not play a lot of minutes, uh, but he showed you in that second half that he can do it when he put up those 19 points. Uh but all around, uh, the Kansas game had, was, you know, granted they didn't get the win, but it set them up. You know, they, they looked well. You set them up for a bit of a run down down the schedule, which set them up well for the Texas M game. But as you all know, in the Texas M game, they didn't continue that. Uh, they shot the ball well. Uh, Shooting 
a, a quite quality 46.7%. Uh, but, you know, both coaches were very, very frank about it at the game. They didn't rebound well at all. Uh, Texas A&M dominated them, uh, getting six or 46. My bad, 46 rebounds, and to uh, Tennessee's only 21. And especially on the offensive glass, Texas A&M uh, outrebounded them 23 to four. You know, you're just not going to do that and expect to get a win. Uh, you know, I mean, Rick Barnes after the interview came, you know, after the game came on and said, you know, I don't think if you can honestly expect with playing with that low of effort and not rebound how you even deserve to win the game. And so he, he seemed frustrated, uh, but not, you know, not frustrated in that, you know, the Carson go his way. He's, he was just frustrating his players. He's, he's like, he was talking about how, you know, we, we were going on a good stretch and, you know, we just got, we, we've proven that we can do what we need to do, but in that game they just didn't. And the huge, huge thing that makes that a deflator is the ball is the balls had just moved into the bubble for the tournament with that went the uh, the close loss at Kansas, and you know they have a home and away with both Auburn and uh, Kentucky, and if I remember correctly, they also go play at Florida, so they're they're not going to have any gimmies coming up uh, in the next couple weeks. You know as they get more towards tournament time, and another thing especially just coming up this weekend uh, when they go to face Mississippi State. Uh, Texas A&M ranked in the uh, Ken Palm rankings in the 130s when it comes to rebounding. For comparison, Mississippi State is second in the nation. So if Tennessee wants to have a shot, they're going to have to get things going. Uh, you know, continue. They have, they, have to, they have to play with that same intensity they played with in the Kansas game. And the Ole Miss game, they have to play with that every single game. But another thing that I took out of uh, the tech, the Texas A&M game was the uh, first time I got to really watch Buzz Williams. I was quite impressed with him as a head coach. Uh, I know it's kind of a topical, so you might maybe some confirmation bias in this. But my first reaction after, after leaving the press room with Coach Williams was a sort of a basketball coach O. Uh, He's a little bit of a weird character, but, you know, he sat there. As he was leaving the press room, he walked into Fulkerson, and we in the media, I, I tweeted about this uh, the night of, got to listen, overhear him with a conversation with Fulkerson, you know, listening out, going through, you know, here's why you're good. You know, you, you, do, the, you do X, Y, and Z. And I don't know if you know, but according to this metric, you know, you're, you're the most efficient player. I think it was over six feet, over six. I'm not sure what the exact number was or what. But he was just going through, and he took his time, and you know, he's, you know, this is a guy who he recruited before, but still, this guy doesn't play on his team, and he's sitting there, he's talking, and it's just kind of, it's very impressive. Uh, I think Texas A&M basketball has, has uh, good years ahead, uh, and then, but yeah, no, Tennessee will definitely have a challenge coming up this Saturday. Uh, they're going to need to step that up uh, that, uh, in order to get things going in the right way for tournament time. And then uh, after the break, we'll talk about some Lady Vols and some other sports that are going on here. Welcome back into the Checkerboard Chat. I am your co-sports editor, Ryan Cruz. Uh, now we're going to talk about some Lady Vols. So again, last week, since we last talked, uh, Lady Vols had two games. Uh, 
last Thursday, they faced off against UConn in a resumption of that historic rivalry. As part of uh, the Hall of Fame, uh, Women's Basketball Hall of Fame, holding a rival, rival series. Uh, much much like the Kansas game for the men, uh, Coach Harper was uh, pleased with her team's play uh, in that matchup. Uh, played well. You know, much has been the story of their season. Uh, they played up to their good competition, but they've also played poorly against their lower competition. So, you know, continue that same uh, same track record. Uh, they actually, first half, uh, played probably better than the second half. We're able to get uh, the Lady Huskies' uh, big, uh, big woman, uh, Olivia Nelson Okuda, uh, in trouble. Uh, forced her to create some fouls, uh, got her out of the game, uh, which... That's especially up to Lady Balls because in that, at least in the height department, uh, Tennessee has the edge over UConn. Uh, 11 out of Tennessee's 12 players are all over six feet. And with Nelson Okudo out of the lineup, if I, if I recall collect, correctly, UConn didn't have, uh, would have five uh, five-footers on the, on the court. Uh, you know, Tennessee, you know, like they've played with, all year when they've had good games, uh, they play with lots of intensity, uh, shot the three uh, okay. Uh, Rana Davis played, Rania Davis played well, uh, as she has, you know, all year. Uh, but ultimately, uh, UConn was able to get things back in order in the second half. Uh, slowly took back, you know, especially coming out of the, of the gate, because uh, Tennessee went into halftime with the lead. Uh, you know, closing out well there at the at the end of the second quarter, but coming out in the third quarter, uh, UConn uh, obviously you know good halftime adjustments uh, had you know started to go on a little bit of run, took the lead back from the lay balls there, and the lay balls can never really get it back after that. Uh, now they were able to get a win uh, on Sunday when they returned home. Excuse me for. Uh, we back Pat Knight uh, hosting LSU, of course, against a longtime uh, Pat Summit assistant coach there, and uh, over on over on the bench for LSU. Uh, and of course, the star of Sunday night was uh, Renaya Davis. Uh, she had 30 points and just played incredibly well. Uh, Jordan Horston continued to play well. Uh, you know, those two have definitely been the driving force for the Lady Vols. And they actually tonight will play uh, tonight. They play against Vanderbilt over in Nashville. Uh, and then this weekend, uh, they get to travel to South Carolina with a shot. If they can knock off uh, South Carolina, they will sit uh, top the league uh, for the time being. So that this will definitely be a huge weekend for them. Uh, they will definitely need to be ready and on the game. Uh, elsewhere on campus uh, this past weekend, the uh, swim and diving team uh, traveled down to Georgia for a meet there. Uh, and actually a, a matchup that was a ranked matchup on both the men's and women's side. Uh, the women were able to get the win 
Uh, but unfortunately, uh, the guys did lose a close one to Georgia. Uh, the uh, women's tennis team, the men's and women's tennis teams, uh, both split uh, their two games this weekend. Each each of them were playing in uh, in kickoff tournaments. Uh, the women went on the road to Kansas, uh, where on uh, sorry, where on Friday, I believe, they faced uh, Kansas and were able to get that win. Uh, but then on a Saturday, uh, unfortunately, fell to Virginia. The men uh, kicked off their season uh, this past weekend here in Knoxville. Uh, they were uh, opened up their season, or at least, uh, no, my bad, not uh, opened up the kickoff weekend uh, with a win over Arizona State on Saturday, uh, but with a 4-0 sweep uh, win. Uh, Columbia uh, is whom they faced on Sunday. Uh, they lost a close nail-biter, but then, uh, and that just about wraps up uh, action uh, for this past weekend. Uh, this coming weekend, the tennis team actually has uh, three opponents. Uh, on Friday, they uh, will play both Georgia State and Wichita State, or Georgia and Mercer, uh, Georgia State and Mercer on Friday, and then they play uh, Wichita State on Sunday. The uh, Also here on campus, uh, the swim and diving team uh, will be hosting their final match of the season. Uh, they will be playing Florida, so that uh, be a big you know, senior night. Uh, and then so, and I believe in a week or two, uh, they will head to Auburn for the SEC Championships. Thanks for listening. This has been the Checkerboard Chat.